Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, okay, okay. We back in the saddle. Yes, we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler right here on Steelers Nation Radio for the next two hours. Baby, we taking you inside the electric factory. We're going to have a ton of fun, as we always do, because it's the first time this week that we've been in the studio together. I missed you. Man, I've missed you as well, my friend. You know the Rolling Stones were at Heinz Field on Monday? I know. I was sticking my tongue out all day. I was just thinking about you and, you know, and... And I miss you. You better sing. You better sing that song. How, 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 my, how my dog been living though, man? I ain't, I ain't seen him forever, baby. Well, Arthur Motes. Jeez, you be all big timing me now, man. I mean, I'm in this weird place mm-hmm. where the three football teams that I care about in this world—I don't need to repeat them. Everybody knows by now. Uh, they haven't won Pitt, in a couple Pitt. weeks. No, Pitt won this weekend. Would you stop it? Oh. Now that's okay. Your other team. Would you stop it? Your, your other team. Listen, I had Chris Carter on the show yesterday, and he was doing this pit thing too. All Hail right, to so pit. I don't need it from you as well. <laughs> Hell to pit. Three football teams that I care about in this world. It's been a couple weeks since they've given me a victory. Don't you care about JMU? I do. That's true. We good won. point. We good won. point. Let's go, Dukes. We I got that going week. for me. We still, but we Arthur here? Motes, I'm like less than two weeks away from being a father. About. 11 days, give or take, biology. <laughs> Literally. About 11 days away from being a first-time father. So I'm in this weird spot where um, I'm a little bit down in the dumps about my football teams. I was uh, disappointed that your New York Yankees lost the other night as well, yes, too. Yes, I was highly upset about that. Was, I was feeling well. for you. I was feeling for you. Uh, but I'm just waiting for my daughter to get here and save the season. You know, and I'm also thinking if the Steelers get this thing moving in the right direction, we might owe Mick Jagger and and the boys some credit as well, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm good, Arthur Motes. How are you? How was Lambo? Lambo was amazing. Lived up to the hype, man. I told you off the air. That's one of those places that I appreciated so much more coming back as a fan than actually playing in Lambeau. It got to. Like, because you can actually take yeah. it in and enjoy like, it. Like, playing in Lambeau as a rookie, man, I was excited because, you know, it's the first time in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, all the pomp and circumstances surrounding that. But you still get so laser-focused on the task, the job, playing football, that you don't really take it in. You don't really sightsee. You don't really look up into the stands sure, and just sure. take in that ambiance, right? Think Walk of all the legendary the guys. Atrium, yeah. Go whereas, to the team store. Where, whereas this weekend... I got a chance to do that. I got a chance to do fan stuff. Checked out Stadium View Saturday night. That's their big uh, bar where everybody oh. goes. All the fans are down there. Spotted cow and cheese it, curds, It was baby. amazing. It was amazing. 
no no question it was amazing and then you talk about sunday man going to lambo man the fans were awesome i will say that too because you know sometimes on the road you never know you never know you never know fans were awesome though man the midwest love it's it's legit they are very passionate about their packers and badger football but at the same time, they're very respectful and accommodating no, that's for, awesome. the, for, for the outsiders, man. So that's we appreciate awesome. their hospitality, man. They were so nice. I even went to that team store and got me a cheese head, bro. I couldn't Did help you? myself. Funny thing. Hey, that's, I, a good souvenir. Look, that's a good souvenir to so, take home. So I thought I was the only one. And then guess what the cashier told me? It's like a bunch of yinzers were in here buying, they buying said, cheese head? They said, this is the, these are the most cheese heads we have ever sold. And he said, all of y'all have been stealing fees. <laughs> Yes, no I was way. like, what? Yes, absolutely. You know bro. what? That's crazy. You know what that makes me think now is I wonder, like, when the, uh-huh. when the Steelers host the yes. Packers or because the Cowboys. The terrible like, towels, right? I wonder. Absolutely. If the, are there a lot of Eagles fans right. going they to the team it. shop to get a terrible because towel? Because for me, that was my mindset. It I was, is a good souvenir, though. And that's what I was like, because I was like, man, we got our terrible towel, and it's iconic. And I remember in Buffalo, when we came down here to play uh, the Steelers in 13, a lot of us was like, yo, get a terrible towel. If you got family sins, get a terrible towel. Because right. we wanted one. We was like, right. yo, we always like see it. It's always talked nerd, about it. That's right. That's a cool piece of, no of tradition that you can take no home question, with you man. without spending a bunch of money Correct. either. Correct. So, man, when it was there, it was like, yeah, I'm going to buy me one of these things, man. Like, in Green Bay, That's cheese cool. head. It was yeah, pretty dope, man. It, it was a vibe, man. But I as like a whole, that. man, awesome, awesome experience, man. Awesome experience. I, I, need, I want people's opinions. On if you're cool with fans coming to Heinz Field and buying terrible towels, yeah. I'm interested to know what the what the power grid has to say on that. No, one. you're right about that, man. Because I never really thought about it in in that I way. I hadn't but. either until I went and, per- and the guy said it, and I'm like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense because this is such an iconic piece for that fan. And we base. only play there once a decade, right? So it's, it's not, not even like, like they're in our division or anything, or right? Even in our like, you and I were talking before we came on air too about how much we would like to go to how Arrowhead Stadium mm-hmm. is like a bucket list trip. But the Steelers play in Kansas City much more often than oh, they man. play I mean, in Green Bay. We played in Kansas City what three, three times now, four times yeah. now in the past, in the past five, de- six in years, the past decade. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're only playing in Green Bay every eight years. Um, that that is cool. I like that. I got no, I got no beef with that. That's a cool souvenir. That's a cool thing to nah. take home. Uh, cool piece of it, but tradition. I did not I did not have it on during the game though. Well, yeah, sure. yeah. I was just clarify that sure, sure, <laughs> it was sure. never on. Sure. It was on once but the game. Know, know, know. The game was completely over. Everybody was leaving. I think I saw you took a picture. I did. I did. That was That's my fan right, moment. Though. Yes, Listen, but, you know but trust me, me that that cheese head was not on. Kind of I'm not putting a cheese head on while the Steelers are playing, especially against the Packers. Especially Let's just clarify against, that. Especially in Lambeau. Exactly. Field too. Exactly. Have, have some decency. <laughs> okay. Have some decency. That's all I'm gonna say. No, I like it. That's that's cool. I I am I am I am I am all about that, and I think especially too, because between those two fan bases, it feels like I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Does any other NFL team have something like a terrible towel, like a cheese head? That's such a a simple thing, but a big part of the tradition and the history as well of of right. the team and of the organization and of the fan base. Because we talk about names, right? The twelve with Seattle, right? But they don't really have. There's nothing tangible, tangible with that, right? With the with the Washington football team, you had the hogs, the hog right? knows this, yeah. but I guess that's not really that's, a thing anymore, right? That would have been one once upon a time, correct? Correct, but that's the thing is hmm. not there. So yeah, that's why I'm always like, huh? Bills Mafia, they don't really have the, the Zubaz pants, but the Zubaz pants. Uh, other than that, I'm like, I don't know if you're really going out there and buy the Zubaz. <laughs> there's nothing. There's right. nothing, like, nothing that for, like that. Though. Nothing yeah. like that for the Eagles uh-uh. that I can think of. You know, Baltimore, no, no, Cleveland, Brown. Baltimore, bags. they wear those goofy purple camo pants, but uh, but that's kind of like Zubat. That's kind of like Zubat. Right? No, that's cool. 
That's cool. I think you know what? Like I think there's a lot in common between the Steelers and the Packers and the fan bases and. Yeah. I'll take it. No, no wonder the quarterback liked Pittsburgh right. Dag a little bit. Ah, hey, let's not get into that. I don't want. I, mean, I don't want to anger the people again. He, wasn't he just talking about this Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. And they don't even play. They're not even playing the the Steelers this weekend. You know, it's the, it's the young calf versus the old bull. Listen, I I just want to remind everybody, Arthur Motes, that if this really does happen this offseason, we could talk more about it when we get to that point. But <laughs> I was the day one Aaron Rodgers guy in Pittsburgh. All right. <laughs> just a reminder. I can, loved him first. Can, can I tell you a I secret? I saw him first. Can, can I tell you my connection, though? Tell me your connection. So my first regular season NFL tackle was against the Green Bay Packers. Was it really? In Green Bay. Ooh. Absolutely. It was on special teams. So even though it's but funny. You pointed out when you, no, when so, you went so, back up to Lambeau So this is the thing, though. This is the thing, though. Official stats, they have it flipped. So I didn't have a tackle my first game against the Dolphins. They had me down for one tackle. I have my first tackle in that Packers game in week two. They had me down for zero tackles. It's the craziest thing. I do have a photo of it. Though. I do have my picture of it, though. So it was dope. But, yeah. That, that, so, so when you talk. Calling out the hey, statistician. Hey, you, 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 you OG. You, you a P1 Aaron Rodgers guy. I have my connection there as well because that was why I officially, you know, broke into my, my NFL manhood by getting me a regular season tackle that game. I love it. So, yeah. I love it. And forget what the stats say, all right? I'm going with Arthur Motes' yeah. word. It's a beautiful day, man. It's beautiful. That's why we love it, man. It is. I can't believe it's Thursday already. I uh, this week flew by. I no, it did, man. I missed you. Well, and, and I'm already. It's weird because I haven't because we're, we're talking like we got things we have to talk about. I know, and that's but why I'm, also I'm like starting to think about the yeah. Broncos. I'm like, I'm like, bro. I don't want to even waste any more time. I, I, we got to talk. We got to talk because not only do we have that you know situation in terms of Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, and the funny, funny, ha ha stuff, right? But significant conversations were had this week in terms of Ben Roethlisberger, right? Playing, not playing, start him, don't start him. Is it time for a change at quarterback and things like that? Now, obviously, Coach Tomlin had came in his press conference and said that he still feels that Ben Roethlisberger is the guy for the job, but did indicate that he had a hip injury, which led to a whole another Cameron Warrens, right? Yes. Is the hip injury really them trying to do a soft benching of him, or is it Correct. really a hip injury? Well, we could talk about that when we want to, but as a whole, <laughs> the really thing that I wanted to get to with this was – Understanding that Ben will be the starter this week, right? If yes. he is healthy and things like that. I would be shocked if he's not the starter Sunday. What is his field. leash? And I ask that because we've seen multiple games now where it's been treaded in the, in the wrong direction. Multiple games now where we have said, man, this was one time. Oh, it was just one time. Oh, this is an outlier. Oh, it, it, won't, it won't be like this again. But yet and still it has. And then initially it was, okay, it's protection. All right, protection looked better last week. All right, what was the drops? Drops looked better last week. So here we are going into week five now, and we're still having similar questions surrounding his play. So I just wanted to know from you, I mean, like, what what do you think his leash is this week, or does he not have a leash this week? You know, this week is the interesting kicker to that. Because I think his leash is very, very long for, for this week as it relates to Denver. I, you know what? It, like it's it's hard. It is hard for me to answer that question, like in the micro, mm-hmm. as opposed to looking at the big picture. Because I think to have this conversation, I think big picture is easy though. Do you, do you want my my big picture outlook on this? Because <clears throat> like this, this is what I'm trying to see. Go yeah yeah yeah. Because we both can agree that if seven looks like how he's been looking, or if how he looks like how he did last game, 
these next two weeks, it wouldn't surprise me if they said after the bye week, hey, look, man, you're not starting this week. That, like, that to me doesn't, like, I don't really feel like that moves my needle either way. But in terms of this week, hmm. it's different because now we're seeing, what, multiple games in the short term of sure. him struggling. Sure. Not a whole seven-game sample size. So sure. that's why I feel like in the micro, it becomes even more of a challenging hmm. question because it's like, man, you really have to ask yourself, do you think that this trend that he's been on, where we've lost three in a row, where his play hasn't really been up to par, are those three games outliers? Or do you think that's the sure. norm for him right sure. now? But this is one of those games that you got to have. You can't go. In, I mean, you you drop this one. Now you didn't drop four in a row. Mm-hmm. You sitting at one and four in a division where everybody else is three and one. One and four, and you played three home games. Already, Absolutely, got, like, you know, after Seattle, you've got yeah. a stretch of, of and, challenging and, and, road games. And this as well, was supposed too. to be the easier portion, exactly, of your schedule. So that's why I'm asking the significance of this game because I do think that this game now has a lot more meaning to it in terms of it feeling more, almost like a must win. So then you know where, because I agree with you on that, you know where my mind starts to wonder mm-hmm. is, truly, we know what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Ben gives us the best yeah, chance. No, ben that, gives us the best chance to win. Absolutely. Then my mind starts to wonder, okay, but if they actually believe that, mm-hmm. like maybe they think it and they're looking at it and they say, honestly, the really only uptick or the upgrade if we, if we bench Ben is – is let's say Mason, right? Because okay. I think, right? Do you agree with that? that yeah, it would I would be agree. Ma- right that now. Mason would get the first crack at least. I do think that he's more mobile. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm not sure they'd look at a lot of areas and think that it's a dramatic improvement. I could be wrong. Well, I was going to ask you, and what areas do you feel like Ben is dramatically better than Mason right now? Don't give me history. No, just going off of what we're seeing right now because what we saw from Mason in the preseason was what accuracy. Well. He he hit the. I don't know about none. Maybe that's a little too extreme. But that's what I'm saying. Like in terms of this season, right? What have what can we say without a shadow of a doubt that seven has been doing that much better than what we've seen from Mason this year? Hmm. We can't say accuracy right now because we didn't see (laughs) Mason miss any of those. It's not. It's not much, but leading touchdown drives. Ben yes, hasn't done we can say that. Ben yes. hasn't done that yes. regularly enough, but Mason mm-hmm. couldn't do that period in what we saw Correct. in the preseason. Yes, okay. So that that's a, that's very valuable right there. Um cuz right now Ben has led how many you, touchdown drives? Right. I think in the other the other yeah. side of that too, right, is I think the only thing clearly that you could say that Mason does better than Ben is he's more mobile right yeah. now. He he just he did. I mean, now, let's, see, let's be honest now, with now, ourselves. I Most would, quarterbacks I would, in the NFL but, are more mobile than Ben right now. Now see, you just said only mobility. I would still question the accuracy part of mm. it. Because this preseason, even dating, and I didn't want to date back to last season with Mason because we only know one sample size, right? And we know he played really well in that game. But this preseason, right? Everybody, we were all expecting what Haskins to beat him out. We said, man, for Mason to be as bad as people try to make him, we're like, bro, he's not playing like that. He's not. Do we think that he had, you know, blew everybody out the water? No. no. But he made the place he was supposed to make. That yes. was the thing that we were pretty much talking about, He right? wasn't overly impressive, Absolutely. but he wasn't as horrible as everybody right. tried to make it seem either. He made everything he was supposed to make, though. The knock on Mason now has always been what? Take shots downfield. It hasn't been accuracy. What are we talking about here? Think about when Mason got the start his, his first year here, man. He had, what, 13 completions in a row, 14 in a row. His ball placement has never been in, in question. The, not even to an extent the decision-making. It's more so, can he cut loose? 
Remember, that was the difference between him and Duck. We said, man, Mason's the better quarterback. Duck just plays like he's carefree. He and, has that free right. lance to his game a little and it's bit like, that you need to be a, a great and, and NFL at times, quarterback. And at times that really made Duck – and, and at times that made Duck excel. Yeah. But then it also got Duck in trouble. Correct. It, whereas, it's a double-edged right, sword. Whereas with Mason, you know with Mason, he's not going to get like that. You know, he outside of Cleveland, I mean, we never really saw him turn the ball over a ton either. It was pretty much – Hey, he's going to do what he's supposed to do with that ball. He's going to put the ball where it's supposed to be, but you got to talk him into taking a shot, right? Or at least that was what Randy Feekner had told us. Correct. So, once again, I asked myself, what has been done this season? Because the deep ball, right? We talk about our deep ball Hmm. or the lack thereof. And we talk about how it's essentially 50-50 right now. It might not even be 50-50 if we're being real about it. So the one part where that was always the clear, distinct advantage isn't there right now. So now when we start talking short to intermediate passing and we look at the misses that Ben is having compared to what Mason has been able to do in the short term. Once again, I'm presented with the question of what can we definitively say that Ben does better than Mason right now? A lot of like I I think that that list would be a lot of intangible stuff. Like like lead touchdown drives. Like he's he's, he's the better. vocal guy. He's, he's, he's yeah. got more leadership. He's probably he probably is better still at reading defenses at the line of scrimmage. And that's something that people might be questioning as well with some of his decision making. But though. that's a fair that is a that's a fair point to lay out by you. And I don't think I'm sure some people listening right now think that like that we're trying to ding Ben in this regard. No, I, I it's think just a, it's a it's fair a legitimate I think it's a fair question to yeah, ask. I it's do. a legitimate conversation. So as as we kind of continue to peel this thing back, right? Yeah. And and some of the comments and how much do they really believe that that Ben clearly is the best chance to win games versus what do they think they could do with Mason? Mm-hmm. How much faith is there? How much too plays into it of do they really want a true opportunity to evaluate Mason and Dwayne right. Haskins more? Or have they already made up those decisions in their mind and that's just fodder? There's a lot of moving parts here, Motsi. You ready? You ready for this? This is, as I feel like we started in in tight, right? And mm-hmm. we've been we've been going a little more bird's eye here. Yeah. I, I don't want to say power struggle or power dynamic because the three guys that I'm about to reference have worked together for so long. Oh, absolutely. They've had so much success. They're more than just a working relationship. They are they are truly friends. Um. But I'm, I'm referencing Art Rooney II, mm-hmm. Kevin Colbert, and Mike Tomlin, the three big power players, decision makers in the Steelers organization. This is where it gets interesting to me because I think if I'm looking at this from each of their perspectives, I think each of their perspectives are different. Okay. And here's what I mean. Would you rather me start at the top with Mr. Rooney or start with Mike Tomlin? And Let's work? start at Coast T and okay. work our way up. For Mike Tomlin, the motivation is to win football games. Mm-hmm. Duh. He, he, he wants to get back to the playoffs. He wants to, I think, legitimately, and I can't blame him for this, 15 years, never had a losing season, probably wants to continue that streak as well, too. A lot of people can say that means nothing. I, I think if you were the head coach in the NFL. And you were the only one that had that. And you were the only one that had <laughs> exactly. that. You, you would feel a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But again, this is not me projecting. This is what I think is is probably, and I'm just doing my best guess thing here, running through each of their minds as it relates to this decision, the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For Mike Tomlin, it is truly who gives me the best chance to win because I want to try and get into the playoffs again. I want to try and have another winning season. That's what you do as a head coach in the NFL. You're trying. It is the shortest sample size of any sport. It is the shortest shelf life of any sport for coaches and for the players. 
you're you're trying to win every Sunday. You just are. There's very few exceptions to that. There's very few true tanking situations where head coaches have the job security to actually lose and, and, and know that they're not going anywhere. That's the Mike Tomlin perspective. Who truly does give you the best chance to win? Who helps us uh, have a winning season, potentially get into the playoffs? For Kevin Colbert's perspective, I think it's that I'm coming to the end of this thing. Ben Roethlisberger's coming to the end of this thing. And there's a really good chance that whoever replaces me, Omar Khan, Brandon Hunt, it's going to be somebody that I like, that's mm-hmm. been a friend, and that I've mentored, somebody that I care about, that I want to set up in the best situation possible. Point blank period, even if the Steelers go outside of the organization to make a hire, Kevin Colbert wants to leave the organization in the best place possible. Absolutely, and hey, that's, I mean, that's why he's on until uh, the draft, I want to say, yeah. He, he truly cares about the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's been with this organization now going on three decades. He wants to leave the team, the roster, the coaching staff in the best situation possible. So how does that play into doing everything you can just to win on Sunday? How does that play into how much more you want to see what you have in Mason Rudolph and in Dwayne Haskins? There's fair questions to ask there. And then at the very top, I think, and again, this is like, I should have like a a reckless speculation (laughs) while while I'm saying what I think each of these men is thinking. For Mr. Rooney... I, I I think he wants to maintain the relationship with Ben Roethlisberger. Moats and I have discussed this a little bit before, but if, if, if you know what we're talking about, you do. If not, you could go out and you could do some Googling. But the Steelers just don't have the best relationship with Terry Bradshaw. We don't need to discuss that any further. We don't need to dissect it and get into all of it and talk about The Steelers just don't have the greatest relationship with Terry Bradshaw. In their 90-year, almost 90-year history as a franchise, but been 88 years of Steelers football, 87 years of Steelers football, they've had two quarterbacks that have won championships. Mm-hmm. They don't have the best, not a horrible relationship, they just don't have the best relationship with one of them. I don't think Mr. Rooney wants that to happen with Ben Roethlisberger. I think that's why Ben, it was never in doubt that Ben was going to come back this year. And, and that's why I've said this many times, I don't ever see the Steelers this season, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, just benching him and saying we're moving on. I don't see that. Now, if it's something injury-related with shutting him down, that's a different conversation. But I think for Mr. Rooney, it is about giving Ben the exit that he deserves, preserving that relationship. We've had two championship-winning quarterbacks. One of them we don't have the best relationship with. We don't want this thing to end rocky with Ben Roethlisberger. Moats, those I think are kind of the three different angles that could be at play with this conversation some in a week-to-week basis, some in a bigger picture. And that, to me, makes this all a very interesting debate. No, without a doubt. And all three of those guys with their different perspectives all hold different levels of power within the organization. And the Do you think with- that's fair, too, what I what I just well, laid out? Why wouldn't it be? I mean, that's the human element part of this thing, right? We always try to take that away. That's, but that's the very interesting much kicker to me when it relates present. to Ben playing 17 games or not this season. No, I could definitely get that, man. I just... It's just frustrating because I get that part 100%, especially a guy like me who understands the business and the politics associated with it. As a fan, I can hear people saying to themselves, why should that matter? 100%. That should not matter. We should be focused on winning this season. 100%. I do not care especially about your Especially Steelers feelings. fans right. who don't care about the future, don't care about next year. Yeah, it's exactly. always about now. Exactly. So I could definitely understand that sentiment from them. But the reality is – 
Mr. Rooney, you're 100% right. He does care about relationships. I, that's the thing that makes people love being here in Pittsburgh. It's family style. We know that we have these relationships. I mean, even me and Mr. Rooney, to this day, we still have a relationship. That's the beauty of him. And trust me, he does feel that way. He he does want to care, you know, make yes. sure that relationship isn't yes. completely I, I shattered. Think, because I don't think you can fault him for that. Right. And, I want to be clear with that, too. I, I do not fault if, if that is truly... One of the angles to this, I, I don't think you can fault the Steelers or Mr. Rooney or, Kevin, or anyone for that. No, I agree, man. It's just it's it's one of them things, man, where you never think it gets to this point where the play starts to take this type of turn, you know? I mean, but because it do, has, do you, do you, like, you don't want to think about that. Right. But let's go down the list. I mean, Drew Brees, it check. Ha- Brett Favre, check. It happens Peyton Manning, to check. It happens to everyone. Those are all Hall of Famers that I just mentioned. It, it happens to everyone. Unless you're Tom Brady and you sold your soul to the devil many moons ago, <laughs> it happens to you. So that's my thing, man. When I'm looking at this, I'm just like, I don't think that this would have been a normal circumstance. But once his play has started to climb because of how long he's been here, and it's a true testament to him that it's lasted this long. But that's the nature of it. So even with Mr. Rooney caring about that relationship and things like that, I do think, though, if it continues to look how it does look right now, that they would have that conversation with him. Especially, 100%. And especially Coach T, because this is my thing, um, bringing it full circle back to what we were talking about, the injury part and how some people were speculating that they're trying to bring oh, up he's the not injury really hurt. That, as yeah. like an easier way to, to bench him. I'll just tell you this firsthand experience, man. Coach Tom, he's a man's man. He's not going to backdoor bench you. And if he had, if you have an issue with him, you're allowed to go in there and talk to him. I can tell you firsthand, man, I thought that I should be starting. And I was highly upset with the decision that was made. So I asked him, I was like, yo, we need to talk. We had our little sit down. We had our conversation. He explained exactly why. And from that, though, number one, I could understand it. And then also for news of, of respect. Sure. Because certain things you're like, okay, it's out of my control then. But if you never tell me that, I'm thinking... It is in my control, and you're just making this decision. But certain conversations have to be had like that. And Coach Tomlin, he is a guy that, man, you go down the list. I can even tell you about Isaiah Pede and Fitzgerald Tucson. All right? You, you remember Fitzgerald Tucson? I sure do. Absolutely. So going into that 15 Broncos playoff talk. game. I was literally just going to say, let's lit- not talk about that 15 lit- Broncos playoff game. Literally, literally, on Wednesday, team meeting, Coach T brings it up. Let's talk about full transparency. Look, man. These are the two guys that are competing for the spot at running back. One of these guys going to get the job. The other guy, he's going home. It was that simple. And we all knew in that room what it was going to be. So when it came time for game day, when it came time for them to make that decision, we weren't surprised because we saw them boys competing every day in practice that week. And we knew at the end of the week who the better guy was. And that's why he got that nod. But that's, once again, Coach T, he didn't have to do that. He could have easily been like, hey, man, both of you guys, man, hey, 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 y'all both got to be ready to go, man. This is your week this week. No, no, uh-uh. He told them straight what it was, and we all knew what it was. And long story short, with seven, if it gets to the point where Coach T really needs to make that move, that switch, or organization-wise they're ready to make that switch, it will not be any, oh, man, we're going to do this thing kind of easy. We're going to shut hit. Ben down because no, he's no. got a pec injury. It's or... not going to be any of that. It will just clearly be communicated, man. Now, there is obviously the possibility that there is a legitimate injury. Right, a legitimate injury. It changes things, right. That definitely changes things. But in terms of would they do it to bench him, would they create an injury to bench him, Coach T don't have to do that, man. Coach T will look right in his eyes, and they'll have that conversation. And the one thing I will say with Coach T, man, he is great. And this is why we talk with him as a player's coach and why we respect him so much. Because of 
the track record because of him always being consistent with us in that vein. When you have these difficult conversations, it goes over a lot smoother because you sure. know he genuinely cares about you. He's, He's not just blowing smoke. Right. Or whereas trying other to pull organizations the over over your eyes. Right. Whereas other organizations, I can tell you firsthand experience as well. <laughs> they for a fact will pull the wool over your eyes, man. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what makes the Steelers the Steelers, though, man. For sure. And that's why I I like you can you can agree or disagree, but I. I don't fault them for that thought process, for for that mentality, and it has served them well, obviously, through the years. Absolutely, man. But I'm excited because when we get back, man, we're going to be talking to Brian Batco. Oh, that guy from the Post-Gazette? You you know that guy? You know, the the good friend of the show? Ah, Mr. Big Stuff himself. Because we have big questions for Mr. Big Stuff. Can't wait. So with that being said, this is Euler and Motes on SNR. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.